welcome to Lime Busters, the uh, podcast for Lime enthusiasts. I'm your new host, Fredo. Fredo, uh, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, actually, Fredo, this is what we wanted to talk about. Um, what? This is an intervention. You, you you keep trying to steal other people's podcasts, and um, it's you have too many it's an issue i don't know what you guys are talking about we're gonna today we're gonna talk about using lime in uh marinades pork marinades uh this is what we're talking about this is what we're talking about like like our last episode you tried to deject it for whatever reason and now uh-huh. you're here talking about limeade recipes I, I don't know man yeah yeah dude i have on my note card right here that you want to talk about lime wire nobody talks about lime wire anymore <laughs> Oh, that's a good pull. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think they were smart with LimeWire uh, because they named it after the superior citrus fruit. I don't see a lemon wire out there. Am I right, folks? Well, no, we can't talk about that on this podcast. We have to keep the PG-13 rating. <laughs> uh, why, oh. why are we really here today, folks? Act- actual hosts? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> a new challenger appears to steal this podcast. Oh, oh yes. Ah, uh, yes. I guess we should uh, introduce your, introduce everyone to our friend Space Song over here. Space Song, tell us about yourself and what you're doing here. Hey, hi. I um, I I don't do anything. I'm I don't have any podcasts. I'm not I'm not I'm not a podcaster here to steal another podcast. Un, unlike another certain uh uh jerk. Welcome in to this my call. show, buddy. I'm happy to have you here. Welcome to welcome to Righto. my show. Yeah, uh-huh. this is now my show. I'm oh, still okay. stealing it just because because I'm a kleptomaniac. That that's uh-huh. what you need to know about me. Um, so what Space Dog is trying to say is that we've been friends for a while. So and this is he heard what we were talking about and he decided to set me straight on a few things because what we're going to be talking about right now are our unpopular video game opinions, video game hot takes. Here we go, baby. <laughs> I have a lot of grievances to air out with all of you. Yeah, we've yeah. You want hot takes? We have fucking preheated this baby. <laughs> oh, and yeah. you know, it's a funny. We got this, or at least I I got I pushed for this idea because I had got into a fun little Twitter conversation. Uh, and Paresh had some, I, I thought, very reasonable takes. So I thought, like, oh, we'll do this show, and Paresh will have a lot of, like, very reasonable takes that I'll sit there and agree with. And and you you have, like, a nuclear one, an atomic take that... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, let's let's get right into this. This is probably the actual hottest take on here, because I feel like mine is actually... Mine are all somewhat recognized to some degree, but this is... Oh. Uh, we and, need to talk. Frank, <laughs> I, will, I will yield the floor to you in just a sec, but I, I do want to mention, you know, uh, folks listening, uh, this is, you know, this is something we're doing for fun. We're not really looking to have like serious deep debates, you know, here. Uh, so what are you I'm, talking about? I, well, maybe we will. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but uh, Paresh, please, I, I I think the people demand to hear this this take. Uh, and, and I am very curious about the rationalization for it. All right. All right. So, we, y'all know the first uh, Devil May Cry game, right? The yeah. very first one, you have said the one that came out all those years Renowned, ago, renowned beloved PlayStation 2 game, yes. Not a single thing wrong with it in the world. A, yeah, ideal, yeah, as close to the perfect perfection game as ever been, yes, exactly. It has aged like hot donkey shit. Because, I mean, you know what? Here's the... What? Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. No, well, because I I thought your take I thought your take was that it was bad in the first place. And it yeah. aging badly is maybe not quite the same. Because I'll admit I haven't gone back and played it for a while. Yeah, yeah a game aging bad isn't the same thing as a game yeah. being bad. So so let me let me provide some context here. He came into <laughs> 
a Discord that he and I are both in, and it was like, <laughs> oh man, this game right here, this is dog shit. I cannot believe I said it aged like so dog shit. Bad. Uh-huh. No, we 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 got you to scale it back to aged like dog shit. So please, Parish, go on. I want to hear about how bad Devil May Cry. I think <laughs> this may be just because I'm so used to playing Devil May Cry three, which is utter perfection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. yeah it's a yeah. great game. And no, they, that, think... that is where that is where that genre got solved. Period. That yeah, and it is it is hard to go back to like pre styles, no grabs, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's because it came about because I was just so used to Devil May Cry three system. But the first thing that uh that really stuck out to me about what that didn't that did where i didn't really enjoy this game as much as other people did and uh the fixed camera it feels like resident evil with swords which makes sense because apparently this started out as another resident evil game it, it started out as resident evil 4 yeah spe- speaking of which i cannot wait for the resident evil 4 remake to accidentally become a devil may cry remake that would rule absolutely <laughs> wait other than that um the 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 combat system is just it it I guess what it is is that it really just suffers from a lot of um, first installment blues because the combat system is just and keep in mind I played the remastered version so it just feels like they it, the game just kind of throws you in it it assumes you read that yeah. little booklet in the middle and that you get with every case you know what I mean you remember those mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I had the uh, PS3 version of this collection and it actually did have like like a PDF scan that you can pull up in the uh, PlayStation 3 OS and read. So so I, the version I had, definitely you could just go look at that manual. <laughs> I don't know about the PlayStation 4 one. It's probably an online manual at this point, but yeah. Okay, but yeah, Um. so I, I'm struggling just to string together combos here, and uh, it, I'm apparently you have to like pause in between every source, which Devil May Cry 3 did, but I, I would have liked to have been told that, you know? And then you get this level of pirate ship, and then it turns into a janky ass first person swimming simulator where the yes, uh, yes, <laughs> the directions are inverted, and, and uh, because fuck you, if you have dyslexia, I guess where up doesn't mean yeah, up. that's fair. The the swimming stuff was, uh, I, you know, I, this is this is hardly treading new ground, but that that was a weirdly ubiquitous video game thing until fairly recently. Is that yeah, they, the they shitty all water levels? Yeah, they have these these shitty swimming levels that everybody hated that were way worse than the rest of the game. The, the idea yeah, being that you're breaking up the pace of the game. Right, yes. But you always break it up with something that's worse than the rest of the game. You know, that was always the... There was a decent stretch of time where every game either had a shitty swimming section or a shitty driving section. Yes, like a bad vehicle thing or... Yeah, and even... I mean, yeah, even into this well this generation it's less common or at least when they break it up they they do something better but yeah, I, this even generation like has a lot of fishing mini games and card mini games where those are actually like well received i'll take yeah i will totally fishing mini games yeah like i'll take yeah. fishing mini games or fucking gwent over a mario kart mini game any fucking day of the week <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah gwent, yeah, gwent is legit yeah i mean that became its own game right because it's like legitimately fun and well designed absolutely <laughs> God, now I want to fucking Witcher cart. That needs to be a thing. <laughs> so yeah, oh, but yeah, other than, other than that, and then just when I was starting to get used to the combat system on there, I just found the grenade launcher, and suddenly all challenges out the window. I just blast their fa- blast every enemy in their faces, and I hardly ever use the sword now. So that's where I'm at with that game now. 
I don't think any of that is is that unfair now that I hear you mention it because I you know mm-hmm. the first the first game in a series the the weapon balance isn't going to be quite well, where it got later on and the pacing isn't going to be quite I mean you know I still think it was fantastic for the time but allow me I allow me def- to interject yeah. here go ahead go ahead please it's it's not even that it's the first game in the Devil May Cry series it is the first game like Devil May Cry. Pretty much, yeah. It always felt like it was, there was a little bit, uh, so this is maybe right, maybe wrong, but to me at the time, it always felt like that kind of evolutionary branch of games uh, Mm -hmm. sprang up through Onimusha. It was like Resident Evil, then Onimusha was like the half action-y version of Resident Evil, and then Devil May Cry was like the fully action-y version of Resident Evil, you know? So Mm -hmm. there was a little bit of a buildup, but absolutely, I mean, I feel like the character action genre was really started there or around there i mean it was definitely one of the one of the pillars of that genre it's interesting too because you can kind of look at that very first one and see the uh, echoes of of um even some like 2d action games in there especially with the way the um camera likes to put you yeah exactly. like at a distance looking side on at what you're doing uh especially like in that first like very first like run up to the castle um Right. Also, but before before I forget this thought, so that game started out as Resident Evil Four. Have you guys considered what Resident Evil Four is and like the setting you go to, like that castle? It's pretty it's pretty interesting how those ideas stayed alive between those two games. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I didn't really think about that. While we're on the topic of Devil May Cry, I just have a Devil May Cry hot take, which Price has actually heard before. Oh, wow. um, oh man. Okay, so. Yeah, actually, just want to just to sum up, yeah, just to sum up on my hand. So yeah, first Devil May Cry, I recognize its influence. I'm just not a fan. Hot take: It's a good game, and you're just bad. Yeah, no. So my Devil May Cry hot take is that Dante Devil May Cry and Hellboy are literally the same character. Well, I mean, no. Hellboy is Hellboy, no. though. I mean, conceptually, not like personality-wise, like conceptually. Uh-huh. Like mm. aside from physical appearance, they're both like scions of hell that now fight against their own heritage because they grew up on earth well i mean i i guess that's true the trope yeah. the tropes like at a conceptual level lineup but then then you get into the actual nuance and like what the well, that's what i said i said conceptual journeys like, they go on like beyond like like surface level i think there are enough similarities there that like i mean the, the I conceit don't... of the character is similar I, I mean, I don't see how this is an issue with a million like cop dramas around. Like, give me like a million like oh. scions of hell. Like, oh no, I agree. I'm not saying this as a negative thing. I'm just saying that, like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just a, yeah. I wouldn't really consider that a hot take. That's just more like a, a a unique observation. He's the Dinobot of that universe, is what you're saying. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, folks. Well, hey, let me let me bust in. Let me bust in. Oh, with, he's hosting. Uh, he's hosting. You gotta you gotta wrangle this back from him, Prey. Yeah, I'm I'm coming to steal uh, steal the show. So you know what? I, I've got one that I've always considered to be like up until pretty recently. I always considered to be kind of like a hot take because I would always get a lot of pushback on it. But I feel like in the last decade or so a lot more people have turned to my way of thinking and I'll, I'll kind of explain why that is in, in a minute, but uh, it's that I think that the N64 was kind of not that great. Um, I, I think that there were a lot of great oh. g- games on it. Yeah. Sorry. Did you lose me? No, I just said, no, 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 no. I was just saying, Oh, okay. Go on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just, okay. Cause if you look back on any era of consoles, you know, 
there is always a bet on what direction games are going to go in, right? And like, sometimes people nail it, sometimes not so much. Nintendo has always been particularly like brave and creative in, in how they've approached things. And sometimes that's paid off and sometimes it hasn't. Uh, and I think when it comes to the N64, there were a few pretty significant places where they kind of like bet on the wrong horse, so to speak. It had it had a lot of weird bottlenecks that ended up inhibiting it in a lot of ways that turned out to be very significant with where games had gone in, in the next few years. Uh, so stuff like, you know, using the carts and having like a really low texture cache. So it had it had very poor ability to to push textures so why and do you hate resolution it? on textures. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just saying <laughs> He's saying I'm it's saying, a bad piece of hardware. Yeah, I'm saying it's like a lot of missed potential. Like a lot of the things that came afterwards, like the fact that it had such poor third party support, that it, yeah. it had virtually no RPGs, it had uh really a, a pretty small library, like when you consider it next to the PlayStation and like how much stuff was coming out on the PlayStation and, and the N64. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, save for a handful of like of, of incredible. I mean, I think Mario 64 was like worth, you know, buying the system for by itself. Uh, but when you compare it to like what they did with the SNES, it, it did feel like they kind of botched a few things, you know, and and when I would tell people that in like 2005, they would blow up on me. Cause I think for a lot of folks that are like maybe a little younger than me, that was like their first console. So they have a lot of fond memories of it. But I think looking back now, you can definitely see that like, you know, they lost a lot of market share with the N64 and you could see why, you know? So, so I don't know. That's, that's mine. <laughs> um, I don't know what you guys think about that. Um, how were you supposed to hold that controller? That's just my question. How were you supposed to hold I, I that made, controller? I made a note, you know, it I think that the controller is a really good example of that because that's a place where like they had some interesting ideas. And when you look at mm -hmm. the way controllers evolved after that, they were onto some things, they were. but the idea of having it be like three handles and you hold it differently based on what game you're playing. A lot of times that didn't work great. Cause like you would still have to hit L to like use the maps. You'd have to let go of the controller. And when you were, you were in the middle analog stick, your hands were too close together and your knuckles would be bumping up against each other. Like it, it wasn't a great, it, it was interesting ideas, but it it wasn't a great controller. It was like an uncomfortable controller to hold. I I didn't really like it, and, and I'm not you know people that know me people that know me in real life like I'm a big Nintendo guy. I got like framed Nintendo posters all over my house. Like he does. I, I love the stuff, so I'm I'm not saying this is like a Sony's better than Nintendo. I love Nintendo. I I just think you know it, it didn't quite I mean, they are out the way they want Nintendo. It. I, you know, well, I, <laughs> I mean, I think you have a good point. I think you can about... make some direct comparisons. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I think you have a really good point about the lack of third-party support because that's just something that Nintendo struggled with a lot. Like up yeah. until recently, they like recently they've gotten better at it. But like, I remember one of the biggest strikes against like the Wii was that it didn't have a lot of third-party games on it. It was like, and the Wii U like really the like third-party remember... games were shovelware. Yeah, we, we had a lot of shovelware. One yeah. of the big things that got people so excited about the Switch is that it has like actual third party games on it. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's it's funny because when you look back at their history, the, the N64 was where that really took root. Like their their third party support uh, before that was obviously excellent. And their third party support even after that, I mean, you know, the, the GameCube's third party support wasn't great, but it was certainly better than, than it was in the N64. Uh, and I think a large part of the reason for that was like the technical limitations. When you look back at a lot of the a lot of the non N64 games that were big in that era, uh, you know, stuff like Symphony of the Night or Tomb Raider, you know, stuff that was heavy on a lot of the things that the N64 was bad at doing, you know, RPG Final Fantasy. I mean, I know that 
uh, Square worked out a deal with with Sony, but like any big RPGs like that, like that amount of dialogue and uh, and and video and music would have just been too hard to do with with the limitations of the console. Yeah. Let's um, let's commiserate uh, Quest sixty four and it's failed. Yeah, entry. Quest Quest sixty four. You know, there was that, that Domon game that was kind of like an RPG hybrid. That was Zelda, of course. And a couple other weird things like Hybrid Heaven, but there wasn't, you know, Ogre Battle, right? Like Ogre Battle 64? Yeah, I couldn't, I I was never a big Ogre Battle fan. I remember renting it and not, not having the manual for one, which probably really screwed me. But even then, uh, the the story didn't really pull me in out of the gate. Well, and that was also, that was a weird kind of like strategy tactics, you know, RPG hybrid. It wasn't really like a a, a purebred uh, RPG. And I would guess, you know, in Nintendo's defense, I would guess in that era, they probably looked at like what the Sega CD and the 3DO were doing. And they probably figured like, well, you know, CD games are all going to be like weird novelties. It's all going to be stuff like Sewer Shark. It's never going to be like this, this huge thing that's going to redefine gaming. And then, you know, you had like Metal Gear Solid and stuff happening and they were like, oops. And to be, and to be fair, if they were looking at what Sony was doing with district technology and they saw Battle Arena Toshinden, I can see them being like, okay, that is tech technically impressive but also it, it's so limited in scope and you only have so much space on the disc and little did they know that that disc space was gonna go go up like really quickly like so, so shockingly quickly i'll make sure one more thing and then i'll shut up about the nc4 like uh that's an interesting point about the the early games in that era because a lot of those early playstation games and saturn games uh they're not sharp looking no, they're not sharp looking. And part of the reason for that is that they didn't really use a lot of textures. So I think N64, you know, Nintendo probably figured like textures aren't going to be a big thing. All, you know, 3D games are all going to use like Gurad shaded polygons, like the way Mario 64 does. And Mario 64 looks great. Uh, but then a couple years into that generation, developers were like, oh, actually, we can really work with textures and make stuff look a lot better. And and they just were not well suited. I, I, I think they just didn't expect that graphics were going to go in that direction. Yeah. I think they probably expected like most games were going to look more like Banjo-Kazooie and Mario be maybe a little bit more cartoony, bright and colorful. Uh, art and, style. You know, yeah, art style. And it just turned out, you know, it went it went the other way. So, yeah, I don't know. That's that that's my first one. But I've been talking for a while, so maybe somebody else can uh, throw one out. Space Hog, you said you wanted to. I think we have, you're the only one who hasn't really gone yet. And uh, so drop that take, baby. Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Metal Gear Solid 5 is a bad game. It's uh it it's a very well-playing game. I I love Metal Gear Solid's one and through three. Um I I liked uh Peace Walker alright. Four is four is a four happened. I like four. The four, the miniseries? Yeah, the 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 HBO miniseries that lasted six months. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that's just to install it. Um, <laughs> I, I I like Metal Gear Solid Four. I love Metal Gear Solids One through Three. Uh, I've got a soft spot for Peace Walker, even though I never finished it. It's it's oh, that just was cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool, cool game. But but Five. Let's let's just focus on Five here. I I just didn't like it. Like I got to. <sighs> Let me see here. I I think I got to the point where you you get to the second map, which I think is in Africa. Africa, right. yes, yeah, and and I was just kind of like, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> like this huh. game it plays great, but I the thing that usually kept my butt in a seat with Metal Gear is just so 
few and far between. And it's, it's, you know, that weirdness, that humor, the, uh, the intrigue, um, the, uh, the tension from being in a, a place that's a politically hot zone where as in five, like, yeah, you, you have a little bit of that tension, but it's so lonesome at certain points that it just, yeah, it, it didn't, you know, it, the Metal Gear experience didn't translate for me. The thing I was looking for, hmm. um, and and you know just the the lack of you know those Metal Gear Solid moments for for lack of a better descriptor, uh, really put me off the game. And I, I think um, I think I was also basically done once I got quiet onto the sh- onto the, uh, the the not big shell, uh, your your oil rig. I was kind of like, man. Words and deeds, my ass, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah, that that wasn't uh, that wasn't great. You know, I mean, I, I I get what you're saying here. Um, for me, I guess I I enjoyed the gameplay enough that it, that it still kept me there. But I I do definitely understand the 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 feel of it was definitely distinctly different from the earlier games. And if like that's what you were there for, it, uh, if, if that's why you were there. Uh, I, I can see why five would have been like a letdown comparatively. So I don't re- necessarily agree with that take, but I see how it makes sense. Yeah, same here. Because the thing is, uh, and Space Hog, you mentioned this in an earlier conversation we had about this game, is that the, the gameplay loop, you start to feel it like halfway through the game, like you said, because just, and and I think another thing you me- you didn't mention was uh, that there's there's really no fun way to traverse the world and the maps. Like you can steal a jeep, but then they see you coming, so you got to ditch the jeep and still hoof it over to the thing. And, you know, I the thing the thing I do want to laud it for is the uh, you know you can attack any of those places from any direction, pretty much, given that there isn't like some kind of like geo- geographical hindrance, like a mountain or something in the way. Like right. some right. of those places yeah, yeah, yeah. are like, oh well, yeah, you're going like up up a sheer cliff to the rest of the space to where your objective is, that kind of thing. But uh-huh. yeah, it's like yeah. It was just like so, you know, I, I had attacked a few bases. I had gotten a few upgrades. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, I think it's weird that uh, you can watch this woman shower. I, I'm i not comfortable doing that. What about, what, what about <laughs> yeah. um, you know, a critical counterpoint uh, that you can lay on the floor and get the horse to shit on your face? <laughs> That is that while that is hilarious. Uh-huh. Um you know that that kind of humor is awesome, but I also like it when it's in a fun cutscene. And and you know, you're you're getting like these really cool, well thought out, well blocked and and shot cutscenes that the you know the Metal Gear series was known for. And this has this has cutscenes. It has cool cutscenes. Yeah, but they're all filled like they're all supposed. To, they're all filled like it's a handheld camera because Hideo Kojima That's figured fine. out. No, yeah. no, no! I love that. I, I love that. No, I, I actually love that. I, I like that design flourish. Yeah, they, that got old for me quick. Oh. The issue is there's nothing happening in them. Like, like things happen. Like action happens, but it's like you know, the, like I said, like those Metal Gear Solid moments, that story, that the 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 weird moments, the uh, the snake showing up and being like, "Don't call me Snake, I'm Pliskin." It's like, oh shit, he's referencing that movie, dog, and it, Which, just none yeah. of that happens. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's definitely lost that that element of like 
I guess, deli- well, maybe not lost it, but it doesn't have it to the same degree, that kind of deliberate hamminess. Or or when it's there, it's less central, like with the hamburger tapes that are like really funny, but they're like these optional things that you can collect and listen to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can, can we, you know, that actually, that's actually another issue I have with this. Speaking of someone who is enjoying the game so far, but yeah, does, you basically have to just listen to podcasts uh, just for, to get most of the story, and I hate it. Was it was it five or was it four that had a literal actual podcast in the game that you four. could listen to? That was four. That was yeah. That was I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if five had it too. <laughs> You're listening to the Metal Gear Solid podcast, and I'm like, what the fuck? We're gonna interview David Hader. <laughs> they put the actual like game like developer commentary in there like that, I believe, right? Yeah, in podcast form. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> pretty wild. Um. All right. Well, you know solid solid take when you explain it you know solid take um per- I do, should we wrap back around to parade are we going to do maybe we'll do an order i haven't gotten to give an actual hot take yet i just muted about devil may cry a little bit yeah so again like this is a similar hot take i guess to umfredo's where like i feel like you guys might not disagree with me but i get a lot of pushback when i say this to other people but like my general like feeling about a lot of like current and recent games that like if a game's main selling point or if like the main thing people talk about when they talk about a game is the fact that it's open world that generally indicates to me that it's going to be like overhyped and probably not that great because like here's my thing with open world games i don't hate the concept of open world games but like 99 percent of the time with a good open world game like the act the air quotes i'm doing right now open world isn't actually like the best or even most interesting part of the game like open world is a presentation not a genre like i don't care how big the open world is but if there's nothing interesting in it you know like i, I think good examples i think of like what my issues with this is like you know like take witcher 3 like the it's not a great world because it's an open world. It's a great world because there's interesting stuff to do. Like, any town you go to is going to have a fuck ton of, like, contracts and side quests, right? Right. Yeah, compare that to, like... And this is kind of where the big... This... Okay, this is kind of two hot takes in one. But, like, I didn't enjoy Breath of the Wild at all. I saw you I posted, really you posted that on my thread. I was waiting because, for I was waiting for <laughs> Yeah, here's my thing with the open world in Breath of the Wild. It's open. There's... it's big map and you know what there's fuck all in it like really when i was playing the game what it felt like is i was just going from puzzle to puzzle and like in between like puzzles like i would you know knock down a tree to get some apples or fight a bunch of like goblins or whatever the fuck um, those are called like i I, I get the take and I largely agree with the take. I don't agree with that example. Uh, and I, let me throw out an example. Just, I wonder if anybody's played, have any of you guys played LA noir? Because to, to me, that was a really good, like you're, you're a cop and you're solving these cases and the cases were really fun to solve. But then in between, there were like these open world segments that were like almost completely pointless. Like you'd occasionally Wait. run into some rant, like somebody. LA noir is an open world game. L.A. Noir is an open world game. Yes, and I legitimately did not know this. They lovingly recreated 1940s L.A. I, I want to be clear about this. Like they put a lot of love and research into that own world, and it's nothing. All there's there's like was that I forget if it was no it was Mafia where you collected the Playboys, but like you collect it was like some some kind of collectible, and then very occasionally there'd be somebody robbing a gas station or something, so you do like a little gunfight. Yeah. But but like that was it. 
you know, and, and it added not, it, it, I mean, it really, if anything, it actively took away from the game, save it for really like did. occasionally you would get, you know, exposition in car conversations. But to me, that's an example of like, the only reason they made this open world is because that was like the thing everybody was doing at the time. And it, yes. you know, did not help that game at all. But Breath of the Wild, I feel like they're, a lot of ingenuity and and a lot of like very clever design went into that world. And I feel like despite it being uh, empty, there's actually quite a good density to the like puzzles and things that are in there. Uh, that, that's my opinion. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the puzzles. I'm talking about everything you do I, when you're I'm going to disagree that it's empty too, because there's actually, there's actually a lot going on puzzle wise. Like, like what's going on brother. Yeah. There, there's things that, you might not notice them at first, but eventually you start realizing, oh, wait a minute, that is like, I can do a thing here. Yeah. Well, like all and, those and it's and it's one of those things where early on you don't realize that, but the more oh. you play that game and the more access to different abilities you get, you start seeing that there. I mean, I will say, like, do you guys just want to go, me to go into my full I didn't enjoy Breath of the Wild hot take? Because then I'm I mean, kind I, of. If, if you like, want to, yeah, I. It, I, I respect it, but I don't know if I entirely agree with it, because... <laughs> I mean, my thing is just, like, at the end of the day, I didn't have fun doing anything in Breath of the Wild. I don't. I didn't enjoy the combat, because I just don't enjoy that style of combat. Like, mm. I'm not saying it's objectively bad, I'm just saying that, like, even after I was good at it, I was bored. Because, like, it felt repetitive. Like, every combat is just like, okay keep dodging until there's an opening and then hit 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 until the thing you're fighting dies like that's what most of the combat felt like to me and that plus the fact that you know i wasn't a fan of the item durability although you know i know that a lot of people didn't have that much of an issue with it but like that just got real old to me quick because it's like oh i found a cool weapon it's too bad i can use it 10 times and then it breaks it's like at that point why not just use the, 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 the knocks against the game combat loop i, I totally Totally get. I I don't know if I entirely agree with yeah. the world critique. That that is that is a hot take. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying it yeah. on the basis that I played the game and I was bored. Like again, I said I'm aware this is an unpopular opinion because it's. I mean, the game's reputation is as one of the best games ever, and like I'm the one guy who played it and was bored out of my fucking mind the whole time. So like, I post on resetera.com. You're you're the, the, <laughs> the name of the game is Hot Takes, and and you have admirably provided a take that is suitably hot for the conversation. I'll yes, say that much. very much. Yeah, so. yeah. No, no. See, see. For me, like that open world justified itself when I was walking around trying to survive in the middle of the night during a rainstorm. Uh, and I had had spoiled for me, yo, you can get shocked by lightning. So I'm like, oh, I'm using this crappy club that I stole from one of these stupid skeletons. And then in the distance, like this very like beautiful sight is happening. I don't, I, I spoilers for breath of the wild. Uh, this like, dragon is rising out of a lake in the distance completely unprompted it's just happening because that's what it does and and it's like it's like a lightning dragon so it's also like there's lightning happening in the background it's just like this beautiful scene unfolding in front of me and like it's happening whether it cares whether i notice or not that those were the moments that made that open world magical like like just taking in the vibe was a big big part of it but yeah if if you felt it was empty that that's cool <laughs> I, I i disagree because like there's a lot of like little moments like that in that open world that 
make it for me. I mean, for the sake of balance, I will say the puzzles in Breath of the Wild, like the actual like temple Trent. things, I forget what they're called. Like, th th yeah, those. Like, those were like some of the most well-designed puzzles I've yeah. played in a game. Like, I will give it its credit where it's due. Those All were right, fun. Boys, I, I'm stealing. The, I'm stealing hosting duties again. We we got to drop more takes, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, need, I need more takes. Give me some more takes. Takes for a second. Need to go up. It's 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 funny because uh, that we were mentioning. Uh, we were talking about Metal Gear earlier because my next take has to do with Hideo Kojima. Oh no! Oh boy! <laughs> okay. Here we go. Strap in. Oh, I know this one. Oh boy. Hideo Kojima, retire, bitch! Holy shit! <laughs> uh not a fan of death stranding no i i haven't even played it because i have not seen a single thing that makes me think i'll like it i was walking around delivering yeah just packages. walking around using your it. piss and shit as grenades yeah sure that's like you know time. i'm all about that i'm a hundred percent into the piss and shit grenades that rule <laughs> death stranding you mean 2021 simulator i mean maybe maybe late 2020 the way things are going now <laughs> Here's what I, this guy, he is the he's the apple of gaming. He made some quality products in the past, but now he's just coasting on the blind loyalty of his call slash fan base. That's really oh, that's boy. really what it is. Yeah. Oh boy. And and you know I agree. Hitting hitting me as as a as as somebody who notably holds exactly that opinion about Apple, uh, you know, you're hitting huh. me where it hurts. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, you know what? Also, he's he is very much an auteur that uh, has very particular taste, and and I think that it works sometimes, and it doesn't work other times. And I think I'm just one. Of yeah, those the parts where it doesn't work is when he's literally putting his fetishes on screen. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, and that's fair. Uh, I, I'm, I, you know, it is Death Stranding is a weird one because it's a game that really shouldn't work, and and for some reason, for me, it does. And I don't know, maybe I'm just like a sucker for his weird shit. I, I'm definitely a sucker for a lot of like weird shit in games hence me loving like deadly premonition and stuff like that so uh, you know maybe i'm the weird one i don't know <laughs> uh i could say to say that you are the weird one fredo yeah fair, fair. he needs an editor <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, going needs, back to our somebody... hbo series yeah. <laughs> yeah he needs an editor he needs somebody to you know there's there's creative vision and then there's jerking yourself off like how he does. It is yeah, so far up his own ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know it. I feel like any criticism, like here, because this kind of builds upon another thing that I, I was going to bring up later. But but I feel like criticism in games can't happen on a rubric or on a on a scale oh, anymore. Not go off kid. i i i think um i think game reviews are becoming less and less valuable i i, I know what their place is agree. but they're 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 really yeah they don't have much of a whenever i see a review doesn't have a review score i find that much better because that opens up agreed yeah the the floor for more interesting discussion and yeah. i feel like um I feel like that is the thing that he strives for, but the thing is, is you have to eat a lot of shit to get there. And you know, oh god, careful, space song. You might give him an idea for his next game. Eating <laughs> shit. Mm. Oh, like he'll like he'll listen to this. Um, yeah, <laughs> like fair. <laughs> like um, so so kind of tying this back around to my talk about 
MGS5, you know, I had a lot of issues with the way, you know, Quiet is portrayed. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Death Stranding, I haven't played it, but I, I feel like there's not a whole lot going on there in terms of characterization based on what I've heard about it. Like, you, you, you kind of, the story just kind of is what it is. The characters are what they are. Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. Uh, so, so you look at the, the women characters in that game, and they're all very much div- like defined by them being, you know, women, but like in a very reductive, like, you are a mother, you are a crying person, you are this. And it's just, I, I, I'm not going to play Death Stranding either. Like, I, Me the gameplay Me sounds boring. The, the, fact that it doesn't even have the interesting combat of Metal Gear Solid 5 is kind of a bummer. <laughs> you have um, to like hit the buttons to not slip when you're, you know, to move slower so yeah, that you yeah, don't you gotta slip. Balance your, you gotta, you you gotta, gotta hold sure. the stuff on you, mm-hmm. hold your you shoulders gotta. to keep yourself from dropping shit. Yeah, yeah, you gotta what, like what your more, What more do you want for gameplay? I, you know, <laughs> a different concept, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it, I want a completely different game. I want a completely different game. You know what I want? I want something with interesting mechanics, not um, Gimmicks. novel mechanics. You know what I mean? Because that's what that's what Death Stranding mm. really seems like. It seems like a novel game, not a noteworthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you gotcha, know, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That that is a thing. I mean, that is a thing. I get. I it is it is a bizarre even even i can't really put my finger on like why i like it because it it's it's like a paradox like it shouldn't be good it shouldn't be engaging or fun but somehow something about it like i like making those deliveries and just walking through the hills for 15 minutes and like i'm exactly the kind of person that gets bored by that thing in game so i i don't know what it is about it that that has you know hooked me um, I, I, but I totally get why people don't like it or, con, you know, conceptually don't like it or don't want to play it. Right. Right. All right. Well, that was, that was a nuclear yeah. one. Uh, what else? What uh, else okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fre- well, Fredo, you've only, I think I've gone twice. Um, let's, let's go, but let's throw it back to Fredo. All right. You got any more? Yes. Oh my God. I've got so many here. Um, <laughs> Okay, I think this take has probably replaced the N64 take now as the most controversial one, uh, because the opinion on this one, if anything, seems to have gone in the other direction. Uh, I think Earthbound is not that good. I I, I, I don't think it's a very good game. Um, I'm curious how many people that would argue with you have actually played Earthbound. But I'm not saying that as someone who's played or ha- Earthbound. I'm saying that as someone who hasn't played Earthbound and is well aware that 90% of its fan base also hasn't played it. Because we we know somebody who is like a very devout like lover. Of oh, I know. Yeah, I know. If he doesn't even call him. <laughs> he calls him Earthbound for us, us simps, our simpletons, us, us low low tier gamers. But but the. the mother <laughs> he would definitely be like no i love the mother series <laughs> yeah I, I mean let me let me provide just a little bit of context because i mean black belt you you are correct i mean the, it came out in 1995 so plenty of people listening to this and, and it wasn't even when it first came 1995 out. 1995 in like japan only 94 right? yeah, no hmm. earthbound which was mother three came out in 94 in japan 95 two. here the original mother, mother two. Uh, was or, or sorry two yeah because mother three never came out here um the exactly. original one was was before that so that's it's, right it's a game with an interesting premise and an interesting idea, which is that it's it's kind of a parody of RPGs. So instead of like 
relying on fantasy tropes. It's like your neighborhood kids and you use like yo-yos and stuff as, as weapons. Uh, and the towns are like named after numbers, you know, making fun of like the sequential order of, of uh, uh, towns and RPGs. Uh, it's got a lot right, of like right. funny in jokes and sarcasm. Um, and, and it's, it's enjoyable in, in that regard. And it's like a clever game. And I think a lot of people like it because it's like clever and meta. And that wasn't a very common thing in that era. But if I compared it to other RPGs of that era, like it, it, it feels half a decade behind like Chrono Trigger, which came out that same year or Final Fantasy VI, which came out the year before or Mario RPG, which came out the year afterwards. Like it, in terms of like the combat, the, the mechanics, um, it, it just wasn't very fun. And it feels almost like a parody of the games that came you know, five, six, seven years before. And by the time it actually came out, RPGs had like long since moved past a lot of the stuff that it was making fun of. Uh, and I think that that's why it's like hard to go back to for me or why it never really resonated for me. Cause given the choice, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't even put it in like a top 10 of RPGs of that era, you know, thinking about like the later fantasy star games or yeah. shining force or, you know, chrono trigger, final fantasy, hell, man. Or, the, uh, you know. the strides that uh dragon quest was making. Yeah. Dragon quest. I mean, there's so much stuff. I mean, I think if it maybe would have come out in like 1990, I maybe have a little bit more affection for it. So maybe, you know, part, part of my distaste for it. Now, maybe not even distaste. I don't think it's like bad. It just, it felt dated at the time. It hasn't really aged all that well. And, and mechanically, I just don't really think it's that good of a sure. game. Um, and, and, you know, I think a lot of people like it cause they either like those characters from seeing them in other places like smash brothers or, you know, the, the meta aspect of it was something that, that really appealed to them. And, and I could see why, but yeah, I, I don't really like it. I, I would never choose to go back and play that again versus like many of the other, in my opinion, much better, uh, games of that type, uh, in, in that generation. And, and that one gets me a lot of heat because people, people are way into that. Game. That's right, brother. Yeah, that's right. You got the most heat with me right now. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I really love um, Earthbound. I've only played the SNES one, which would be Mother 2. Yes. Um, but, you know, I feel like if it... um, I don't think I would have played it all the way if it had been like a more complex game. I think it being a more simplified thing is works in its favor because it is a parody. It, it It's going for parody before it's going for complexity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, th I think it works in its favor. If... if um, it's one of those things you, you probably have to be in the right mindset when you approach it. It, I, it gave uh, me a little bit of that. Do, do any of you guys remember that um, it was on like PS3 and maybe Xbox Matt Hazard? It was like this yeah. parody of action. Yeah, that, was, a really cool idea that that needed more time in the oven to really. Yeah, shine. and but, but I don't know the if publisher I would was say like, that. Yeah, gotta get it out now. Gotta get so it out. Yeah, you got a busted ass game is what it yeah, came out and, as. <laughs> and I don't know if I would say you know that exact same thing about Earthbound, but it had a similar feel to me that like because the game part of it itself wasn't up to at least to me wasn't up to snuff uh and it was like the 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 parodies and and the jokes and what it was getting at in the meta sense was like cool but the the gameplay wasn't strong enough to to keep me like engaged like i was i was just slogging through it to see like oh well what what funny thing is going to happen in the next town or whatever all right so i have not played earthbound at all so i'm just going to take word for all of that 
All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Another convert. Uh -huh. They should they should really put those out on like the Switch or something. It is weird that given like people are so into that that like yeah, because the reason I said Mother Three is like that's one of those games that like everybody's been clamoring for for twenty five years, and for some reason they just right, won't. Yeah. I don't. You know, I just don't get it. Yeah. So, so what, uh, what are you going to say? Yeah. My, the only thing I can contribute to this conversation is that I spent my entire childhood getting my ass kicked at Smash Bros by my best friend who mained a nest. So I completely agree with Fredo. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck Earthbound. <Aww. laughs> but no, I would love the opportunity to play Earthbound at some point just to like, honestly, because I like that kind of meta like thing it goes for. And I'd yeah. like to just, you know, see if I enjoy the gameplay. And if I don't, that's fine. Yeah. But like, it's I. I mean, it's, any, a, it's a charming game. Spoken to me enough time it's to a know it's that a charming I really, game. You know, check it out yeah. and you know see how you like it. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for meta shit like that. I would probably yeah find that shit hilarious anyway. Yeah. The person, the person that I was referencing is actually Unknown Rivers. Uh, he he's a huge, huge huge. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he owns a copy of Mother Three. I think he even has like, the ROM hack version of it on a on a cart that he can Jesus. play. He's a he's a big fan, big big fan. Okay, wow. I'll reach out to him after the show, but I love how over the course of this uh, episode, we've already um, each gone through and said, hey, and given the typical, um, hey, this game, this popular game, I don't like. like Black Belt uh, doesn't like Breath of the Wild. I don't just did um, Earthbound. I just did Devil May Cry 1, and you know, Space Hog did uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. So, uh, uh, Black Belt, yeah, you, you're the only, I think you're, who here hasn't gone twice? I gotta get a, yeah, what's the, I've gone, the, I mean, I've, I've gone once. I went twice in a row because I did that open world take, then immediately like went into the Breath of the Wild take, oh, but okay. like, I can, my other takes aren't that hot, I don't think. I can kind of um, build on your first take about the open worlds. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I uh, actually can too, honestly, because it kind of segues, it, um, I was gonna do another one where, where I just basically go uh, go off and say fuck GTA Five for like Rock a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, let's start. GTA Five is just a Family Guy of video games. Yeah, that's my take. Is. Yep, there we go. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said about it. Uh, Space Saga. What were you gonna say? So, so mine mine kind of builds upon what he was saying about uh, open worlds, but not simply because it's about open worlds. It's about very popular game franchises that have annual releases. I I feel uh, like yeah. gamers, yeah. I feel like people have no restraint, and they will buy anything that has a familiar name on it, and that is a shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty that's fair. fair. That's yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because like I, I know of several like of like franchises that like went to shit so quickly after moving to the annual release model but like the reason that they move to those models is like you said once you get enough like brand credibility i don't know what that's right for that once people like buy into your brand enough they will buy anything that you slap your name onto kojima so so i'm i'm like probably currently the most famous one is call of duty like that just yeah. is annualized and just yeah. like wrote like the quality it just varies very hard these days people swear by the um what is it the um oh god treyarch they're the ones yeah, yeah the black there's like the treyarch and it, is infinity ward still because they got like three yes, people yes they're still doing it sledgehammer, uh, sledgehammer and, and raven yeah. Is doing God, yeah, that's now just as insane. well. So you got like five teams making these games, and they're the same thing every year. Or if they change things up, it's usually 
either to the controversy of the community, which fuck all those people, by the way, they yeah, <laughs> death threat the <laughs> hell out of the designers who don't. Unless, unless you follow that. me on, if you follow me on Twitter and you're a, a, a Call of Duty fan, you know I I love you, buddy. So you know, yeah, no, not not <laughs> not all Call of Duty fans. Hey, um, you're canceled. <laughs> oh, dang. Um. But but it's also it's also things that like I do like and it's like very disappointing that to see them annualized and it's it's like you know your Far Cries your Assassin's yeah. Creed yeah. Um, uh, it, yeah. it's just very it's just like please just like the the thing I realized recently especially with when I was looking at gameplay of Primal people will say that game's good but I don't see it I've not actually heard anybody like who's opinion i super trust about games when i when i'm looking for informed opinion on a purchase uh say it's particularly good but it's like one of those things i look at it, and i'm like this is a cool idea if it wasn't a far cry game yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was a cool idea but it the, the 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 mechanics of far cry didn't lend themselves super well yeah uh, to it you know? yeah but for me the moment i super fell out of with assassin's creed so i didn't like the first one i thought the combat was terrible very very first assassin's I, yeah creed. i think the first one is like generally accepted to be kind of a hot mess yeah but assassin's, assassin's creed one like the very in its time one? yeah yeah in, in, in its time though no people loved it like it was it was lauded as like oh man it's like such a great idea and like like the historical setting was unique and people just like it was I a mean, huge people, thing people liked that game a lot but definitely uh i it, I it had a, it it, it yeah, had it, yes people had caveats yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, got heat. It was one of those, it was kind of like Hitman, where like the second one was where it really seemed to catch, yeah. you know? Um, but anyway, I'm sorry, go on. Um, but yeah, like, then I played the second one, and I like super fell in love with it. That one is probably, that's probably still the best Assassin's Creed, let's be honest. Uh, and, yeah. and, then, um, and then I got the Brotherhood in, you know, Rome. It's a cool place. Coliseum? Yeah. It's a cool thing, right? I hated Rome. I didn't like the map. I thought the map was terrible. I thought getting around the map was terrible. And then it it was the first time I played a game that was like egregious with the the feature creep. Like that was actually when I learned that term, uh feature yeah. creep. And yeah. and it was it was just tacking on things constantly like oh you you can you have this entire facebook game thing going on over here with your assassins that you're building up you're building up this entire creed of assassins and <laughs> you can send them on these missions and then there's like this countdown timer also you have facebook like like this is like the height of like mafia mafia wars and uh, oh. it was pretty much just mafia wars but with assassin's creed inside assassin's creed and then you had to go like the fast travel in that game. You had to go like I'm, I'm just going down like a laundry list of like why I didn't like. It. But basically, I, like, I'm definitely biased. I I have a soft spot for those first two Ezio games because uh, well the story's fine. Well the story's fine, but I, I have a specific thing because you could play them in Italian and the production values in Italian language were very very good. I mean usually I mean you know I, I speak English obviously and I usually play games in English, but because those took place in Italy. I wanted to play the yeah. Italian and they got really good. Like the acting was really good. Like most people, most people that are listening to this, that like speak another language and have the option to play other game to play games in that language. will say, you know, usually the voice acting's like not as good. And, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's a little half baked, but they, they really hit it out of the park with the Italian in, in that game, right down to like the colloquialisms that people would use and stuff. And, and I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. Or like the, the smug British. All right. So no, no, that they gave so play Assassin's Creed in Italian. 
Yeah, I mean, it's also well, at least two two in Brotherhood at the very yeah, least. Yeah, two in Brotherhood, because then the other one took place in like the Middle East and stuff, and it, did, it didn't have the Italian. Oh, um, well, okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, but but like that, it, it's one of those things, like even the open world was a bit of like part of that feature creep. Like they didn't have to make sure, the game sure. an open world game. Like the way they had it built in the second one, where it's like, okay, you know, you have this like state and you're going through these different counties was basically how it was constructed. That would have worked fine for Brotherhood. Like they put a bunch of like nothing in between, like the main hubs where you're doing this the story stuff, and otherwise that world just was not fun to get around. Um, no, I I agree with you, and I, I I think that they sort of, I I don't think they were bad, but I think they sort of got worse after that until uh, Black Flag kind of revitalized it with all the like you know sea battles and pirate stuff. Um, yeah, well, they made they made the actual act of getting around the world. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they effectively re. But then you know, the yeah, the two sequels to two and then three and the DLC for three. It was you know, it, yeah, it, yeah. Not, not. Yeah, the thing with the problem with Assassin's Creed Black Flag is it was a great pirate game that also had to be a mediocre Assassin's Creed. It was. Game. It was weird. It would have almost been better if they wouldn't have. It did seem weird to me that it was even connected with that world at all. And I, I do wonder if it was yep. just an unrelated pirate game they were making that they just decided like, hey, let's just make this like the new Assassin's Creed uh, at some point, because it does almost feel that way. Yeah. And that thing with the game, the funny thing is, is it kind of feels that way in the game, too, because the protagonist doesn't really give a shit about the assassins. Yeah. Until, no, like, oh, it's, the it's, third like a, it's a means to an end. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's an and like, it, it does really feel like anytime you have to advance the main quest, it's like you know a kid being dragged home from the playground to go do homework like you have to give up your cool pirate treasure hunting breaking ships thing you have to do to go do a poorly designed stealth escort mission thing yeah uh that's fair but you know what yeah. boys that's my assassin's creed hot take is as a game called assassin's creed and never figured out how to make stealth a fun or interesting mechanic yeah no the stealth is literally just you 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 walk slowly behind other people with hoods <laughs> yeah assassin's creed also probably like the like one game i think of whenever people bring up that issue with game design where it's like of following an npc or escorting npc and they can only walk just a little bit slower <laughs> than like your walking speed i have a video game hot take people are terrible at video games especially stealth games and if you're bad at being stealth in video game you're bad my hot take is that games peaked with chess and it's gone downhill ever since. <laughs> All right, I'm liking I'm liking the frequency of these takes. Hell yeah. It's funny that you mentioned stealth games because like I, I get where you're coming from is that God, it's just that stealth games take such a specific mindset and um a patience, yeah. And patience <laughs> and patience and just I love like it. Uh, well, you also like Far Cry 2. You're a fucking masochist. Far Cry 2 was cool. Far Cry, Far Cry 2 is the best one. I don't know about that, brother. But oh it, yeah, it's definitely the I best like one. It. <laughs> it, it, it's the most emergent. It has the it has the most like hidden mechanics that like are there to just surprise you. It's it's great. It's it's wonderful as a game that I see the appeal. I it, like the, I it, like the it evokes a members. mood and and a scene and a, and a place in a way those other games don't. Where Far Cry 2 is a, experiential, Far Cry 3 and 4 are video games. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Progress 2 is the best one. All right. The grenades roll down the hills. Anyway, let's shout out style pumps. <laughs> yeah. Rip. Okay. Uh, anyone else have any, anyone that they want? Anything? Like my, 
this is my only other hot take I have that, like, I don't know, like, how lukewarm is, because this is one I haven't really talked about much, but it's just that, and disclaimer, this take is mostly based off of, like, strategy games. Uh This isn't, like, Mm -hmm. really, like, on games in general, but I feel like in a lot of strategy games I've played, like, the hard or difficult modes are generally, like, very poorly designed and unfun. It's because, like, the AI is just, like... It's very, all it's just like artificial difficulty. Like the AI doesn't get smarter in the hard difficulties. They just make it harder to kill, you know? Yeah. Is this, no, is this, is this a, is this to Fire Emblem? Um, some Fire Emblem games, yes, but also like just in general with a lot of like RPGs or like if, if the harder difficulty just means that every enemy has a bigger health bar and it does more damage when they hit you, that's like, I don't really have to. Like, if I'm playing a harder difficulty mode, I should either have to be... I should just have to be better at the game, or, like, there should, you know, have to think harder about the way I strategize. If the harder difficulty just makes me feel like I'm beating my head against a brick wall because I'm fighting against an AI that's basically cheating to beat me, <laughs> that doesn't feel fun. You know, we we talked about this a little bit in that thread because I, I think this is a, a fascinating thing. Because yeah. as I understand it... What happens a lot is that developers will design a game around, you know, a particular difficulty yeah. uh, because they just, you know, they, they just don't have the like the, the hours, you know, they don't have the, the people to put in the work to like carefully balance every other mode with a fine tooth comb. So usually th- th- there's just some kind of shortcut that it'll be like, well, when you crank it to hard, there's, you know, enemies have 50% more health and they do more damage or, you know, whatever it's the type of game design. is. It's some kind of, you know, everybody has more hit points, everybody hits harder, or there's there's just more enemies, you know, everyone that has six enemies now has eight enemies, you know, stuff like that. Uh, a lot of a yeah. lot of the time, a lot yeah, of the time, it's just they don't have time to actually design a proper. Hard, yeah, hard they don't have time to. Act, that's exactly right. And and what and I think I remember hearing this originally in the context of like the original God of War, or maybe it was it was the first one, or maybe the second one that they did something like that, and it made the game like just fundamentally broken. That in in <laughs> like the the hardest difficulty, it became just literally impossible to beat certain parts of it because the way they would, uh, the the way that the algorithm would just beef up the enemies in certain areas it made it so that like they would just chain aoe attacks so it was impossible to dodge and you would just always get killed you know uh, i think that there, sounds like yeah. the first one it might have been the yeah. first one it's probably the first yeah it might have been the first one because that's the I, I remember then, it was a thing that people were talking about online at the time but this is like 20 years ago so you know or 15 years ago i should say honestly the way to do it is to build a hard game and then scale back from there yeah yeah, yeah that's also spin song it's funny that you brought up fire emblem because like my example of what i think is one of the worst examples of a higher difficulty mode is in fire emblem radiant dawn mm-hmm. like so <laughs> i know about this here's the thing <laughs> yeah so for context um in fire emblem radiant dawn um when you start to play the game the first time, it only offers you the easy and normal difficulty modes. You have to play through the game once to unlock hard mode. Traditionally. Their method of providing difficulty in hard mode, aside from the standard enemies have higher stats and higher HP, their method of introducing difficulty into the game was to remove quality of life features. Yep. Like, That's like a really like, <laughs> like a, a, a quality of life feature that was actually introduced in Path of Radiance since Radiant Dawn and has been a mainstay in Fire Emblem ever since was being able to like mark enemy attack ranges so you can like keep your weaker units out of their attack range or like move it just into the attack range to like bait them out. Hard mode Radiant Dawn removes the ability to check enemy attack ranges. So you have to do all that mapping out on your own in your head. The other thing it does 
is it removes the weapon triangles or removes the rock, paper, scissors thing with weapons. And the funny thing about that change is that actually makes the game easier. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the, the main strategy for Radiant Dawn hard mode is to, because you remove the weapon triangle, that means you just give everybody forged axes to fight with because axes by default have the highest damage but lowest accuracy. But like with the forge mechanic, you can just increase the accuracy on any axes. So you give everybody axes with maxed out hit and um act and damage, and like you literally be are able to trivialize the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is a that is a very interesting example. Um yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, that for me is like everything that you shouldn't do when you're designing a higher difficulty, they did it in that game. Let me let me step in here as the host to guide the conversation real quick. Um, since we're talking about difficulty, um, Fredo, you were saying that you have a Souls hot take. And as the I resident's uh, Souls head here, I gotta hear it. Gotta hear right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. We were talking about this. Um... So I think this is this this is maybe multiple parts because I I mm -hmm. think it's it's a tricky thing to explain. So the first part I'll explain is you're wrong, bro. It's entirely <laughs> possible that I'm wrong. Um, in the earlier games, so like Dark Souls and the original uh, Demon Souls, they developed a reputation for being difficult, but the difficulty of those games is different than the difficulty of a lot of other games, which is to say that. It's not that the games were mechanically that difficult. It's just that they were really punitive and they required yes. you to get through like yeah. long sections of the game without making mistakes. So so I wouldn't I would not say Dark Souls is difficult in the same way that like Ninja Gaiden is difficult, where like every Correct. individual fight, you know, requires this like split second timing. So my take is that by focusing on increasing that mechanical difficulty over time, those games kind of lost sight of, of what originally made them great and, and like where they are now, they, you know, cause you remember after like dark souls one, they really started to lean into like how hard the games were like in the advertise, you know, prepare to die with dark souls two and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and now I feel like they're not as good because of that, because now it's like they are mechanically more demanding and they have a lot more like fake, div, you know, infinitely responding archers on inaccessible balconies and shit like that. Um, but then they still have that kind of punitive nature that they had before where you have to like run through a lot with, without hitting a checkpoint. Uh, so I feel like that genre is kind of gone in a... In a, in a less positive direction by pushing more towards higher mechanical difficulty without scaling back the, I don't even know what I would call it, I guess the, the punitiveness of it, you know, the, the lack of generous checkpoints and stuff like having both of those at once is like too much. I mean, in, in, in my opinion, and like, I, I didn't like Sekiro as much as many of the games beforehand for exactly sure. that reason. Yeah. Just as a for instance. Se Sekiro to, I will say Sekiro is definitely trying to be more on the Ninja Gaiden side of that right. argument. I don't know. It but just has to be like, you just need to get good. Well, you know, and see, and no, no, people, see, people you, say you, that. I know I'm just, I'm you're being wrong. sarcastic. That's but, wrong. Yeah. I know but, you're, I know you're being, yeah. It's I, not I even a funny joke anymore. Parish. <laughs> <laughs> but you know oh, what? I, I think. Yeah. yeah Parish, that truly was the dark souls of jokes. Ooh, <laughs> got his ass. Oh man. Yeah. Talk I about think it was actually more the death stranding of jokes. That's Ooh. that's another yeah. take of like stop comparing I mean, games to Dark Souls. Yeah, I think the... 
Yes. I, I think an interesting thing that you bring up, though, Fredo, is that, like, and maybe I don't know exactly how to phrase this without sounding, like, redundant, but I think there's a difference between a game being difficult and a game being hard to play. I yeah, feel like yeah. they try to make Dark Souls difficult by just making it hard to play it properly. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's it's like fighting the camera, you know, for, you know being in a yeah. room that's too small and you can't see and you get hit by an enemy that's yeah. impossible to see versus, you know, just a game demanding a lot of precision. And that's precisely why I use Ninja Gaiden, like the first 3D Ninja Gaiden uh, on Xbox. Yeah, it's yeah. a good Ninja example Gaiden of that. Great game. Hard game. Yeah, because it was I never mechanical. Beat it very difficult but it but it it never really felt fake difficult to the same degree that a lot of other like ninja gaiden 2 and 3 for instance felt a lot yes more fake those games were bad games yeah where you were fighting the camera or or it had stuff like you know an enemy that you can't see hits you and the only way to know about it is to have already played that part and you know blindly throw a shuriken in that direction as soon as you enter the room and just just shit like that so so I'm with you on the Sekiro example because I know that game. I, I actually haven't played Sekiro yet as a huge Souls fan. I, I need to get it eventually, but um, it it is a fundamentally harder game because it's going for something completely different than what the Souls games did. It has the same kind of gameplay feel um, and some of the um, control similarities, but otherwise, it's definitely going for something else. It's it's. It's like saying Call of Duty and Halo are the same game. Like they're both first-person shooters. They're both very popular, but they're not. They're not the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, the thing about the Souls difficulty, it, you, you definitely hit it on the head. It's not actually. I. The, they are hard games, but the difficulty comes doesn't come without reward. That's the thing people lose sight of. Is, you know the the thing that was touched on there about it being like difficult to play like physically to play i don't know if that's true with souls it's not that it's difficult it's that it's a different thing it's a new thing and like um um the the thing to kind of keep in mind with any of those games you want to be patient you know what i mean like like so, kind of similar to how we were at stealth games like you're Going slow rewards you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you here, can. Here's the thing, though. Stealth game patience is a lot different than I think about like combat patience is. Because like combat patience, you're actively engaging in combat. You're in, with in stress. Yeah. 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 And but, well, meanwhile, in a stealth game, you're just patience comes from just waiting. The thing, the thing about Souls is pacing with enemy, like its encounter and combat design is. You're not going to end up against something that's like insane right away. You're gonna you're gonna be shown maybe something insane, and it might do a gotcha kill with it. But that's it. Just trying to you know any any number of things, trying to evoke a moment, a place, a time, uh, or just trying to make you panic and get killed. Uh, it, it does it does play those mean tricks, but it doesn't. The entire game isn't that, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the reputation those games get, it's the entire thing is that. And, and so often it's really not. Like, there's a couple of, like, noteworthy moments early on, but that's because they're they're fun moments, honestly. Like, the dragon coming down and breathing fire on you, that that is just an all-time 
great. Yeah, that ruled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I don't even I don't even disagree with the point you're 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 making. Uh, but but I do think over time, not just the ones um the ones by FromSoft, but you know, other games like Neo, oh, sure, Lords of the yeah. Fallen or whatever, like 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 they've um they've just leaned a little bit more on that kind of yeah more mechanical difficulty or more you know cheap slash tricky stuff over time because i think there is such an expectation for those games to be to be like hard gotcha bro yeah yeah um didn't see that one coming did you idiot (laughs) like god damn it like yeah just constantly yeah, uh, no. Soul, right, well, Souls, I think, avoids that very well. I've been actually trying to get uh, Paresh here to play one of the Souls with me. Um, I think, yeah, play yeah, Bloodborne. Bloodborne great. You were you were talking about the games like becoming more mechanically difficult to play. I think I don't I don't think that's the case with Bloodborne at all. I think I think that is a smoother, faster paced game, and it's similar to Souls with how it's hard because other games don't play like it. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I agree. You have to you have to, you have to wrap your head around that first. And and once you're there, you're there. It's not difficult, it's just different. Yes. Okay. And um so Fredo, I understood but well let's just get close to wrapping up here. Uh, I understand you had so you wanted to discuss something, uh, I think it was I forgot what it was called. It's like the, 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 the hang on, I'm just scrolling through the Discord. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot, let's see if you can remember. This has truly been the Minecraft of Dark Souls discussion. <laughs> what the f- Hatsune Miku's Minecraft. That, oh yeah, oh yeah, huh? Very familiar. Yes, the uh, uh, Souls. Nick well, Gage's Minecraft. To <laughs> to uh, to anyone that writes about games here, um, you know that that's a pretty hack. Like maybe stay away from the you know so and so is the Dark Souls of whatever thing. That's a pretty yeah, like to quote the Simpsons. Anything that is the something of something else isn't the anything of anything. That that yes, very Man. well said. I had uh, I had a friend I had a friend put me on blast for saying the new God of War was taking some inspiration from the Soul series with uh, camera angle and it's uh, combat mechanics. And he was like, no. And I'm like, it was though. Like even Balrog has said, said as much, I believe. Right. I'm not crazy about that. I don't know. Somebody, I somebody, somebody went on record saying yes, that yes. Yeah. It wouldn't <laughs> be, it wouldn't be a shock if that turned out to be the case. Sure. Gunstar heroes. That's what at the, <laughs> yeah. Gunstar yeah. heroes. Give me a hot take about Gunstar. All right. Heroes. All right. So I, I'm, I'm diving very deep into like, esoteric like fredo and the internet circa 2000 stuff here um so the gunstar heroes zone is a thing that i've been trying to make a thing for like 20 years uh and the basic idea of it is that it's a phenomenon where a game will come out and be underrated you know either either critically or by by sales like it'll come out and not be the hit that it should have been and then subsequently, there is this effect on the internet of like, because the game is regarded as underrated, the sort of internet fan base around it eventually whips itself into this fervor to the point where the game effectively becomes overrated on the merit of having been originally underrated. And the reason I call it the Gunstar Hero Zone is like any... any 
this is probably just screaming into the void, but anybody that happens to have been around game forums like 20 years ago, like I first noticed this for the Genesis game Gunstar Heroes, which is a great game uh, on the game FAQs forums in like the, the late nineties, early two thousands where people would talk about that game. Um, like it was the absolute be all end all. Like there's no reason to even make any more games because the perfect game Gunstar Heroes has, has already come out. Uh, and all of that started, and you know, for those of you that don't know, Gunstar Heroes is a sort of Contra-style uh, run-and-gun shooter by Treasure that came out in the Genesis. It was it was a really good game. Uh, I don't know if I would say it's up there with the best Contra games, but but it was great. I think it was easily uh, as good as a lot of the Contra games. Uh, and it just, for those you know, of you too, do what Contra is? It's the where oh, you up, God, up down. You're right, down, you're right, Parash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's where the Konami code comes from. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, and it's, it, it didn't do the numbers that it should have. And, and that played a very big part in, in people hyping it up like disproportionately. And it reached this point where like, if you were somebody that was just randomly getting the game forms at the time, you would have thought like, oh my God, like nothing will ever touch the, the incredible, you know, genius of this game. When in reality, you know, it was maybe like your a nine out of 10 game that didn't quite sell, uh, the way it should. Now, th this is something that I think is it's specifically different from a game that's like a cult hit or a sleeper hit where like it, it has an audience of fans that like it, but it doesn't blow up big. I mean, I would put a, a games like deadly premonition or, or like monster hunter before that became a big thing, like in that category, uh, gunster hero zone. I did actually take the trouble to make a list of a few that popped into my head beforehand. And maybe you guys let me know oh, if any man. of them sound familiar. So uh, before you and, even get yeah. into this, please, before yeah, yeah, you even please. get into this, I, I mm -hmm. have one in, uh, you might actually know because I've actually complained about this one before. Yeah, let's hear it. Is Shinmu on there? Shenmue's not on there, but I can totally, but I can absolutely see the argument for Shenmue. No, I mean, yeah, Shenmue, Shenmue, one hundred percent. Like that game. I think, yeah, Shenmue, Shenmue's a good example. Um, the uh, the effect you were talking about being on game forums and being people being like, oh man, this game is so good. It's, nobody's talking about it. Why is it it's so yeah. good? And it, it, for me, that was Shinmu. Like my I, I early gaming forum eras was definitely people talking about Shinmu. That and you know what else is another good example was Headhunter. That like last that game that was mm. supposed to come out in Dreamcast, like their last yes. killer app that yes. never came out uh, <laughs> here. That's another good example. Uh, a few more from my list: God Hand, that 3D beat 'em up for the PS2. Really yeah, good example of this yeah, effect. yeah. The um, uh, the follow up to. RE4. Okami. Okay. Yeah, wow. Okami's a good example. Uh Mischief Makers. Actually, a lot of treasures games uh end up here. Uh Ikaruga's another one, but like Mischief Makers, really good example. Uh Phantom Dust had that that effect. Uh oh, wow. Togi. I don't know if anybody remembers Togi on the Xbox. That's a FromSoft like, game, isn't it? Uh, I believe it was. Yeah. It was like, yeah. uh, it was cool. It was like this kind of like undead samurai thing with like destructible environments. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Odd world strangers wrath. If any, if anybody remembers that one, that's another one that, you know, it, I love strangers wrath. So strangers wrath, you would probably, yeah, actually it's a great game. I, 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 and I, I will clarify. I think all of these are great games. Like the gunster hero zone games tend to be like really good. Uh, it's not that yeah. I think that they're bad games or that I even think that they're, that they're, they're just, People overrate overrated. Them. Yes, yeah. it's that people get into this weird, like because Perfect. they weren't as big of a hit as they should have been, they eventually get to the point where they talk about them like you know they 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 are it, like nothing else is as good as as this you know and I mean yeah. 
the original Gunster Heroes, I remember uh, I was around and for uh, checking forums around the time people talking about uh, the release of like Metal Gear Solid 2. And people were bringing up Gunstar Heroes in the context of like, well, why would I bother with Metal Gear Solid 2? You know, a completely different game. What? <laughs> that was like a decade later. What? Because like Gunstar Heroes is so That makes so no much sense, better. bro. I know. It makes no sense. But people, but people used to bring it up. And like all those other games I brought up, the same like God Hand, every time anything, like any vaguely fighting beat em up sort of thing, people would bring up God Hand of like, well, this is so much better than, you know, whatever this thing is. I mean, you know, there's probably some people people on some forum somewhere that brought it up when they made streets of rage four just now like it's no god hand you know it, it persists uh many years later so yeah I, that's neither here nor there but that is a thing that i am forever fascinated by that i talk about with all my friends in real life and since i was being on a podcast about video games i wanted to bring it up and talk about it with you guys yeah for sure right, yeah. you know it's funny that you bring up um you bring up a togi in that list because uh matt mcmuscles on youtube brought up a really cool uh point in one of his videos he does a you know he does that series of wahapong i know i know parish is familiar because yeah, he likes i'm not he, he likes saying wahapong with me okay. um uh he did one about demon souls and they the thing that's interesting about FromSoft, um they tried a bunch of things before getting to demon souls sure yeah, uh to sure. try and to try and get a hit and otogi was one of yeah. We probably if that game had been a hit the way people like wish it was, we games right now would be a different thing. Yeah, that's like we wouldn't we wouldn't have true. the God of War that exists now would be the same. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair that like they wouldn't you know in a world where Demon Souls and Dark Souls and stuff never would have come out and they would have never had the influence that they did. Um, I was also a big fan, uh, just speaking of FromSoft for, for a minute, uh, I was a big fan of the Kingsfield series before, which, you know, Dark Souls was uh, at least, you know, partially in, in those. And I always do wonder, like, you know, if Kingsfield had blown up and been like this AAA thing, I wonder how different <laughs> things would look, you know? It's so funny. The uh, You know why those games are the way they are? Those Kingsfield games? Uh, I mean, what do you mean by the way they are? The, so... Back in that era, FromSoft was literally a software company, hence the name, and they were um they they weren't exactly artists. They were making very like rigid very yes. nerdy games basically. Yeah, the, King, the Kingsfield games for those of you that don't know, they're like these first person like fantasy dungeon crawling type type of things with Oh yeah, uh, it's 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 you know. Dark Souls. Like it's very yeah. much like you see the primordial Sounds more like Skyrim first person dungeon crawler. Well, but it doesn't play, it doesn't uh, play the like same... Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so okay. the the strafing and turning are on the uh the shoulder buttons. Cuz this came out on the PlayStation before they had the DualShock. Yeah, th th this was before. I mean, god, that's that's a whole topic for another but like a uh, early console first person shooter games that were in full 3d Terrible. but before it was it was commonplace to use like the face buttons to to look mm -hmm. or you know or a second stick to look so it had the weird like l1 and r1 look up and down and l2 and r2 or to strafe left and right yeah there's a reason why goldeneye is so beloved because it was the first like console shooter to really get that feeling right 
You know, it's interesting because I have a take about GoldenEye that argues kind of against that, but I feel like that's a whole 45-minute conversation. No, that's a different that conversation. Let's not get into this. Another time. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to talk about GoldenEye. Like, yeah, I, I right think now. it gets a lot of undue credit for that specific thing, but again, maybe that'll be another show we can record at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, I admit, I'm trying to think of if I know, of, or like if there are any games that I think belong in the Gunstar Hero Zone, and it's like... I know of games that are definitely like got screwed over by like either their, you know, reviews or release date or buys or whatever, and then became popular later. But I don't know of any that I think got to the point that they became overrated. The the closest thing that I can think of right now is um two Fire Emblem games, one I just mentioned, Path of Radiance and Radiance Dawn, which um I just think the circumstances around why these games fail and then became popular later is so interesting. I almost just want to talk about that, but I don't want to get us like too off topic. We'll talk about right. it later. Yeah. <laughs> Me and you, the yeah, fire fans say, here. <laughs> yeah, all I'll say is that like if you are listening to this um podcast and want to try playing either of those games, just fucking emulate them. They're good games, but neither of them are worth what you would have to pay to get a physical Oh, yeah, copy. no, yeah. Yeah, no. Pretty much all the old Fire Emblems are Yeah, yo-ho-ho, ho, motherfuckers, don't pay $98 for a GameCube. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, and yeah, uh, if gonna... you want to play the GBA ones, just, just get a ROM. It's a good game. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to drop one more that I just remembered. Uh, oh, that, God. That I think fits nicely. Uh, Guard. That is another yes. Gunstar Hero Zone game. Yes, Guard is uh, not a good game. It is a interesting game, but it is not a fun to play game at all. <laughs> yeah, there there is a weird, much like how Kingsfield led to uh, it's near the, the souls. Yeah, it, it's like a weird trajectory that leads to near, which you know eventually led to the the new near. That's awesome. So you know there is a a cool thing to appreciate <laughs> about those games. But yeah, it's literally near fandom has 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 created the meme that it Drakenfield was good actually, which is not true. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> don't believe their lies uh all right so the only game that really pops into my head besides uh shin was uh the bouncer oh yeah 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 that's yeah I'll yeah beat them up. yeah that's a fun game not a good game but a fun game yeah I got... <laughs> that, that's a that's a good example oh well there you, okay, i think, yeah, I no, I think that's a good example because people that definitely like that didn't review well and and it, it mm-hmm. definitely got that kind of trajectory that like five years later people were like it's a masterpiece of, of beat em up games. No, uh, dude, it's too yeah. short. It's too easy and too short. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot to not like about that game, but it is it is, it is I think it was a little bit underrated when it first came out. Yeah, sure. it was one of those games that should not have been priced at fifty dollars. Like that was an era where games were rigidly priced fifty dollars. Like yeah. that's it. Like that's what you pay to get the game the end if that had been a game that was like 30 dollars, that'd be like a much better game in my yeah. opinion like, yeah, like it was honestly a good example, like a double a release or whatever you want to yeah. You know, yeah yeah one of those things where squaresoft were trying something it was interesting but it has some some like kinky things i guess you could say that keep it from being like really really good but the fact that it was like a 50 dollars game and pretty much almost every kingdom heart character design is in that game in some oh, capacity yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> you uh you oh, get a man. lot of people go, like being very apologetic about its faults I mean, it's not like like the faults are like super glaring like, terrible 
a terrible game. It's just not it's, not what people it, make it out to be. It's definitely a really fascinating game, and it's sorry, I was leaning over if if I came in really quiet. Uh, it's definitely a really fascinating game, and that whole era uh, that was like the tail end of that that era of SquareSoft being a lot more. Um, like adventurous willing to experiment yeah yeah because they had like driving emotion type s and smart ball and all these like very weird games brave fencer musashi yeah yeah brave fencer musashi and samurai legend musashi but you know before they kind of settled into you know these days it's pretty much all like rpgs and action rpgs but they had they had this neat little window where they were trying to you know from sort of snes to ps2 where they were trying a lot of very weird stuff that uh, ur guys remember ur guys that like i remember ur guys god yeah. bless the ring uh, was was Toeball a Square game too? I think. I think it was published. I don't think it was made by them. Maybe, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, anyway, folks, I don't. Uh, <laughs> we're we're at about an hour and a half, so maybe. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I don't know if you guys want to cut it. I have like one more, but I don't know if we want to get into it. What is it? Yeah, yeah you might as well. You, drop it. You drop might it. As well. Sure. Okay. Um. If it's bad enough, we'll just end the episode right yeah, here. Just like so, okay. No, this one, this one's not like bad. It, it, it deserves discussion. Uh, gaming YouTuber personalities—they're all for the most part bad. There's a handful that are good. Otherwise, I like bad at playing games or bad people. They are bad people. Agreed. End the episode. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't have, a, I don't have a rebuttal to that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. To sum up, Devil May Cry 1, bleh. Breath of the Wild, bleh. Metal Gear Solid 5, <laughs> Earth, Earthbound, you haven't played it. So fuck off. But it's bad. Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I played it. <laughs> it's not bad. And, and Hideo Kojima, retire, bitch. All right. All right. Well, this was <laughs> really fun. This is going to be. Yeah. This is gonna be fun to re-listen to and edit, so just to just yeah. just for the sheer experience of it. So, uh, any plugs you want to do, or Space Hog? Do you just want us, people to leave you alone, or what? I just uh, I just wanted to say the real video gaming hot takes were the f- made along the way. Oh, GI Joe! Oh wait, <laughs> knowing is half the battle. You forgot the knowing is half the battle, but yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, f- now I know that all of my favorite video games suck, and knowing is half the battle. That's right. All yeah. games are bad. Nobody, <laughs> nobody hates games more than people who like games. So yeah, yeah. all video games are bad except for chess, pong, and hopscotch and Monster yeah. Hunter. All good. Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter. And yeah. Dig Dug. Yeah. All right. And Dig Dug. Yeah. <laughs> Dig Dug is good, except yeah. for Dig Dug Con- too. Control oh, in Paradise. Oh. <laughs> oh, I swear. Looking forward, Control is going to be on that Gunstar Heroes thing. Watch. Maybe, maybe actually yeah. it does. Yeah, uh, some of Remedy is actually a pretty good. Like Alan Wake, I think is is probably yeah, yeah. yeah. Quantum Leap boys, is gonna get there. Let's wrap it up. Uh, follow Fredo on Twitter at utwitly. That's U T W I T I L Y. Utwit, I love you. Uh, follow me, Parish at Noblekind92. Follow me, Blackbelt at Blackbelt1998. Or don't follow me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I have a Twitter. You can figure it out. It's not, but I never use it, so don't follow. It's at Barack Obama. Yeah, it's at Barack Obama. Donald uh, <laughs> <That'll> J. <laughs> at at Pappas. That's me. Oh shit! I shouldn't claim that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.